now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Seventh Rounders. Today it's brought to you by Heartbreak. We hop on this recording. I get all excited. I'm like, John, let's go to a Foo Fighters concert this summer. John pauses, doesn't say anything, and then it's like, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't prepared to answer that question. I would have been more okay if you just said no um, to that response. Uh, Frustrating way to start the episode, but we're going to fight through it. We're going to fight through it. That's what we're here to do and here to just, just punch our way through it, you know? So why are you already so negative, dude? We're less than two minutes in here. I'm not that negative. Maybe a little bit. The guy's still considering going with you. Yeah, what's your deal? Let's talk about it. Yeah, tough day. You know what my deal is that we have to come on here and talk about the college football playoff. I knew there was something behind it. I knew that you were wearing a mask on the surface. And I knew that there was something deeper to it. Damn it, Chad. I was, You know what? We were going to get into it. I know we were going to start with college football playoff, and I was just curious. You know, Michigan's in it. Michigan, actually, a couple of questions. So they got jumped, you know. Some thought they'd be one or two. Do you believe that that's the right decision? They are undefeated. Well, they're not undefeated. They did lose to Michigan State, but do you believe that was the right decision? And then how do you feel in general? I guess it just all comes down to how you value Georgia at this point, and we'll get into that game. Um, I'm personally of the mindset that, you know, listen, Georgia, I, you know, super high on to, you know, actually looking at them, evaluating them after this loss. Don't feel the same way. So I, I think Bama and Michigan are interchangeable. Uh, but I'm not surprised Bama's won. You know, that's that SEC bias showing among the committee. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, what do you think, Connor? Listen, this is the decision that had to happen. Number one, Bama dusted an undefeated first-ranked team. Secondly, nobody wants to watch Bama play Georgia again in the playoffs. Yeah. Unless it's a championship. Let's let's get Michigan and Georgia playing. I think it's a game Michigan can win. We can talk about that in a bit. But I just would – I would have hated to see Bama and Georgia playing basically back-to-back weeks. Uh, no, I agree with you. I was looking at it more of if if Michigan stayed at one and Bama was two, that automatically means Georgia would have been four, not three. They were going to rank Georgia based on what they did at the top because you're not going to have those two teams play each other again in the in the semifinal. Yeah. I have the opinion that uh, that team up north matches up better with Alabama. Uh, I think it's a, not a good situation for them against Georgia. They have the same mindset, both defensively and offensively, and I think George is just far more talented. So I think, um, you know, if you're a, a team up north fan, I think the preferred matchup would have been Alabama, but, you know, obviously that's not the case. I, I'm, I'm all in on Cincinnati. That's who I'll be rooting for. Um, so for Cincinnati, you know, I, I tend to think that they match up better with Georgia, so the worst possible case um, they would have never played them unless Georgia had won. Um, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. 
I, I think it's really open, to be completely honest. We've gone into this in the past when Notre Dame's been the four seed and no one's given, given them a chance, and we've been correct. I think it's different this year. Cincinnati may not beat Alabama, but I think they definitely keep it within 10. I think Cincinnati's really good. Yeah, I, I think I, I yeah, I think you hit a lot of good points there. Um, I agree with you, Connor. I, it's they had to make these had to be the matchups, I think, and I think it's better. And, and from Cincinnati's perspective, you know, everyone out there who's been trying and and banging the doors down to get a non-power five into the playoff, here you go, you got Bama, four one. So I'm excited to see what they do. They're 14 point dogs. I think that and. 80% appear to be on Alabama already. I mean, I love Cincinnati. To uh, I think it'll be competitive. I'm really excited. I think they're going to be extremely motivated. Um, and I just think Fickle's a great coach. They'll be prepared. I think the moment won't be too big. They proved that against Georgia in uh, one of the New Year's Six last year. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, they kept that really, really close. And Georgia, they had two starters. That would be the Sugar play. Bowl, by the way. Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. Georgia had two starters that didn't play that game. People out there say like 11 guys skipped the game. Only two starters didn't play. So um, they're a pretty full squad, and, and Cincinnati is right there. I think they do keep it close, and I think that Georgia is going to be undervalued. I'm, I'm just looking at the early numbers here, and so Georgia's minus eight, but Michigan's getting 76% of the, the bats, and the spread's ticked up a little bit. And Yeah, Chad, I agree with you. I think that Georgia's just a lot more – they're going to be faster and stronger. And, and they do play similar style of football as Michigan does. And, you know, Harbaugh's first playoff, how is he going to do? He's crumbled in, in so many big games at Michigan. He hasn't yet this year. You feel like he's due for it. And they could really get – if they start slow, I think they're in a lot of trouble. The Michigan State game was a bit of a crumble. If they start slow against Georgia, they're in a lot of trouble. If they get down. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't think they'll be able to run the ball at all on Georgia. I mean – Georgia lost to Alabama because Jamison Williams is, you know, just the biggest matchup nightmare there is in college football. That, that's why that's why Georgia lost. Alabama didn't run the ball against them. Um, and, you know, that team up north, Brent Butter, is pounding it down your throat. I don't see them doing that against Georgia like they were able to do, able to do against Ohio State. Yeah. I, I just – I don't know if I can uh, in good faith bet Cincinnati – against Alabama in a playoff game. I I'm it worries me. At the current moment in time, um well see here's the thing too. I I think that sometimes you've Bama and like that they, they were the underdog in in this in the SEC championship this year, which is like that doesn't happen. They had a shit ton of motivation. I mean, I you knew that they were going to come out angry and that was going to be a close game. But I think you've seen, and I could be wrong, in some past SEC championships where they're pretty heavily expected to win and then go to the playoff, they'll be the one. They kind of have a letdown in the championship. They do really well. I think that for that reason, Cincinnati will keep it close, too. I don't know. If Closer those, than you think, and then because I think it's destined to be Bama-Georgia again. That will yeah. ultimately be the matchup. Um, I weirdly feel pretty good about Michigan. I think I don't know if Georgia's as as nice as we think they were. They really they, didn't play anybody. I was saying this last week. They they played they South Carolina. Play they didn't play they the Ole Game Miss. Cox. They played the Gamecocks. They didn't play anybody then. They it's played like, the Gamecocks. You might as well be playing Victor High School at that point. The Gamecocks hung 13 on them. They had like like six points above the average allowed 
from Georgia's defense this year before the BAM game. It's pretty incredible. I just look at it as, you know, if you're in on uh, just trying to differentiate both of these games, if you're in on Bama and, you know, going to fade them because Mechie's out with a torn ACL, that's wrong reason to do it. You either believe in Bama or you don't. You know, if it's Jamison Williams, it's it's you should be fully panicking. But John Mechie means nowhere near as much to that team as Jamison Williams does. So I don't think that should affect the spread at all. Um I'm I'm of the opinion now that, you know, I still think there's flaws with this Alabama team. I just think the the four teams in there is Cincinnati, I think, can give them a scare. I, I just I don't see Georgia, um, that team up north doing that. Yeah. Um, Connor, any last thoughts on the uh, the playoff? We're good. So. We're going to get into a big bowl preview episode next week. You guys can expect that. We'll give you the taste now. I would imagine that'll be 90% of the show. Um, obviously, the seventh rounders are known to be a little erratic. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's going to be majority next week. So we, we just want to give you a taste right now, you know, react to, reaction to the playoff. Um, Connor, anything though else you have? Just shout out Phil Jerkovic coming back to school next year. But that's it. Like John said, we'll we'll be chatting about it a lot more uh, in the, the coming weeks here. couple quick college football updates before we move on. Mario Cristobal officially announced as the new Miami head coach. And I can't imagine real I can't imagine leaving Oregon. Unbelievable, unparalleled facilities. You got a whole the whole northwestern region of the I mean, they're the team up there. If it's ten years ago. I get the move 100%. Even when Miami was bad 10 years ago, I get it. But I'm I'm at the point where I think Oregon's a better job than Miami. You're Oregon. You're, you're a brand. They're a brand. Oregon football's a brand. You got, you're got our Nike. Not you, Anything you want, Any all the equipment. Apparel, I just think it's crazy. I don't know. Um, but he did play at Florida. Um, played and got his coaching career start down there. Yeah. yeah it is what it is. You know, it's, it, you know. Yeah, Anything else? the other big one is um, Brent Venables in at yeah. Oklahoma. I'm not a fan of this hire. I, I think Brent Venables is an incredible defensive mind. I just think if you want to continue the train at Oklahoma, you had to hire another offensive guy. I mean, they're not going to get, you know, the offensive, you know, recruits that they have gotten over the last five years with, with a defensive-minded head coach in there. Yeah. Um, now, he can build the program up. I just going to think it's going to take you know three or four years to do that i just i think there could have been a more seamless transition if, if they went you know another route yeah uh from my perspective as a gamecock see you later venables adios good riddance goodbye good luck um it is it's a totally different it's gonna be a totally different brand of football in for oklahoma which maybe is a good thing moving to the sec a little defensive focus chad maybe that's what they were thinking of hey. That's a good point. I didn't really take that into consideration. That was smart of you, man. Hey, I'm I'm here for that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the little tidbits. Um here to support. Um I was going to say the Gamecocks will be coming to Charlotte, North Carolina December 30th, 11:30 a.m. kick for the uh Duke's Mayo Bowl against the North Carolina Tar Heels. So UNC USC game. We're excited. It's in Charlotte. Literally couldn't be better for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, it's like literally a match in heaven for them. They're going to probably sell a good number of tickets in an otherwise challenging game, probably to sell tickets. 
I, um, I was seeing that someone thinks it could be the first. I think it'd be the first ever sellout of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It could be. It's going to be. I, I'm excited. Uh, 11.30 is kind of nuts. <laughs> I think that's the earliest kickoff probably I'll ever be to a game that I attend. Um, and it's a Thursday, but it's the yeah. holidays at that point. So I love the holidays, man. It's just like a week and a half, sometimes two weeks. It just gives just, you a little jingle bell rock. It's it's just not even reality. <laughs> it's and then you come back and you're like, ah. John, like, I had my first official Home Alone viewing the other day. Okay. Nice. That's how you know. We're due for a Grinch viewing uh, here in the coming days. In the five two five. Best best Christmas movie: The Grinch, Home Alone, or Elf? Elf. Grinch. Original. I'm home Alone. So we're all different. Wow. There. We're gonna throw a poll out. Uh, we're gonna throw a poll out with those three, and then an, you know what? I'll do that right now. I'll do it right now. Powers will do it and now. Throw it off on the seventh rounder. The fourth option. Yeah, other, other, or like comment below, get some engagement. If anyone says Polar Express, meh. John, or while Connor does this, um, another quick, quick burning question for you. Nobody's like, saying Polar Express, dude. <laughs> when the Cox play the Duke Mayo Bowl, will they have a new quarterback uh, for the 2022 season and said Quinn Ewers? You know, people are talking. Beamer was up there today. <laughs> Beamer was talking. Beamer paid a visit to Quinn Ewers today, yeah. Hmm. Ohio State trade Quinn Ewers for the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator. I, like I, I saw he's basically between Texas and Texas Tech. Maybe he, South Carolina. Yeah. That'll be the day. Um, NFL. Um, Connor Wait. was down... Atlanta for Falcons Bucks. Chad, one yep. thing I just feel like we I, I I was reading this with the Quinn Ewers thing since you brought it up. So he he basically he got I think a million dollar nil deal. Yeah, um, a, like a like he got a bunch of stuff from Ohio State that Car- played a snap and just left. Yeah, <laughs> he said peace. He got all this shit, which he probably doesn't have to return, right? I mean, he's probably keeping everything. Uh, that truck i don't know how that works but it just seems problematic if that's if that starts to happen a lot with the let NFL me bring stuff you and, uh, his mindset and this will be quick but basically he decided early on hey i have no interest in playing my senior year of of football he then immediately looks um at his top places which include texas texas a&m he commits to texas nil deal comes out last spring ish and basically, you know, the law wasn't legal in Texas at the time. So Ewers decommits from Texas, looks at his top non-state options. Ohio State has at the top of the list, commits there, goes in there saying, hey, I'm going to make a million bucks in four months. And I'm, I came in too late, so there's no chance of me playing this year. But I'm going to sit behind these two quarterbacks, McCord and Stroud, see how they do if they're not great. You know, I have a shot at starting next year. Goes through the year. Stroud is quite good and will be back next year. Ewer said, I can play at probably 80% of school starting next year. I'm going to transfer. 
still got my money. We'll continue to make money. And that's all she wrote. Yep. You nailed it. Well done. Speaking of money, NFL football. You lost some this weekend, didn't you? Um, I ended up, yes, but or ended up, yes, yeah. Sunday, Sunday was a tough day. Um, was doing really, really well for, really well, for that. Dolphins, though, we we have the hottest team. Are they the hottest team? Anyone no, have more three, than a five? One seven or the nine. In Patriots are pretty hot. Patriots are hot as hell. That's right. That is true. Patriots have won seven in a row. Miami's won five in a row. Kansas City's won five in a row. And then in the NFC, Washington, they're piping hot for sure. Patriots and Dolphins have also covered every single game during this win streak. Yeah. So the AFC East running through New England and Miami right now. Well, no, it's not. Right. Not yet. Sorry. Not well, yet. Let's pump the brakes, the Jake brakes here. Uh, I'll tell you what, the AFC playoff picture is a whole clusterfuck right now. Like, you really know, is. If the Dolphins really didn't fuck around and lose to Jacksonville, I'd be a lot more optimistic. But they're, they're still dead in terms of playoffs. They are one game out of the win column for the top wild card right now. The <laughs> seeds 5 through 13. Miami's actually 13 at 6 and 7. But seeds 5 through and, – and 5 is 7 and 5. Like, there are nine teams in the thick of the playoff race right now. <laughs> With only, what, five weeks left, four weeks left? Yeah. I mean, listen, Miami, the line is still hideous, but actually, like, keeping, like, kind of surviving. The run game doesn't exist. Tua's been good. Waddle's been great. Jalen Phillips has eight and a half sacks on the year, second among rookies. He's, He's been great. He's been great. Devon Holland's been great. And X is heating up two interceptions in the last two games. He's talented. So, Chad, we're, what we're seeing is a lot of we, – we obviously we knew we had a young roster. We're seeing a lot of guys kind of turning into super – I hate to say superstars, but – I mean, Jalen Jalen Waddle's a superstar already. I don't, I'm not afraid to say that. But, like, I mean, you like – Dude, Holland and Phillips, I think they hit on a lot of picks in the most recent draft class, it's looking like, knock on wood. Um, and I'll tell you what, dude, Tua looks confident. He's playing with a little bit of little bit of confidence in him, especially throwing to Jalen Waddle. Is it possible he's just fully healthy now, finally? Fully healthy, playing with some confidence. He's strung some wins. He's strung five wins together in the NFL. How can't he be playing with some confidence? The I defense is playing... Confidence. The defense has been exceptional. I think we add some pieces on the offensive line, and for the love of God, get a running back. Get a running back with some size. But you guys told me how good Miles Gaskin was before. I didn't. I I wanted to draft a running. I said I remember last year I was like draft Trey Sermon first round. He's been pretty bad, but I love Gaskin and he's good. But you need someone. Not a primary back. Yeah, they when they're run when you're running Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed out there, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, both those guys get flicked and they're flying five yards the other way. I mean, throw me a Derrick Henry in there or something for Pete's sake. But we need a guy with some girth. Yeah, yeah, literally a chode. Just get him in there. Um, you you talked about to his confidence. I think it's the offensive line has been just a teeny bit better. They're young. They're really they're a young bunch. Maybe they. 
Well, crazy enough, when you get a little bit more repetitions in some in actual NFL games, you might get a little bit better. <laughs> it's a huge crazy concept. People may have been impatient. It's, it's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. You could make the case. Okay. Um, Connor, anything you want to discuss with Atlanta? No. Okay. No. Honestly, we just – no offensive line, no defensive line. No talent, really, outside of maybe two or three players on the roster. Uh, we're we're probably a good, probably a good four to five years away here, if we're being honest. <laughs> so Connor, we're you, Oklahoma length rebuild. Connor, are you in a mock draft season? Like, are you? Uh, are I you actually in- looked at a mock draft this morning. That did happen. Wow. The the crazy thing is though, we're somehow still only a game out of the NFC playoff punt. So like, if we somehow reel off like three in a row, it's we're gonna be like right in it, and I don't know what to do about it. But yeah. the mock draft had us drafting Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. I would be happy with that. I think he's a very solid player. But for the love of God, just get me a guy that can actually sack a quarterback. It is like, I I'm not kidding. I, there was not a single time that entire game where I thought Tom Brady was going to get hit this past weekend. Thankfully, he fucked up and threw one to Marlon Davidson where he made an incredible catch on, on the screen. But my God, that pass rush is awful. So you're saying you'd like a guy like uh, Nicobe Dean in there? Yeah, I mean, anybody. Just use every single pick on a pass rusher or offensive lineman this year, and hopefully Calvin Ridley comes back, and that's all I got to say on it. Good luck, Connor. Good luck to the Falks. Yes, guys. really haven't had a pass rusher since, like, John Abraham. Vic Beasley low-key had 15 and a half the year he went to the Super Bowl, but nobody remembers that. And then he, and then he, I don't even think he's on an NFL team anymore. So I don't think he had 15 the entirety of his career outside of that season. I don't either. Um, Chad, I'm all in on Brees Hall from Iowa State. 6'1, 220. Preseason Heisman favorite, our candidate, I should say. Who? He's a good player. Who? Oh, Kenneth Walker, John. It, is him and Bijan draft eligible? Bijan's not. Kenneth Walker. I didn't think, I didn't think Bijan was. Kenneth definitely is. Ah, Kenneth or Brees Hall. I'll take either. Okay. We'll have to do some research. Just give me a chunky guy in there. Yeah. Like a, a little flap. We don't No, We really don't need a fucking fat ass running the ball, Chad. We'll take 220, 6'1", 220, something like that. You know, he'll build some muscle in an NFL training room. You need a fat guy in there. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just want someone falling forward. You're off your board. You're off your gourd. All right, moving on. Um, so, yeah, the playoff races are crazy. Uh, NFL has just been a wonky little son of a gun this year. I mean, let's let's shout out AJ. This guy braced uh, a, a goddamn fucking win, winter blizzard, wind, yeah. rain. We knew a lot of people at that game. Event, a lot of people at the game. Yeah. I don't think I would have had a good time at the game, but I'm, we're glad he had a good time at the game, and we're glad the Patriots got a win, and he made it home all right. I was honestly watching the weather. I was like, there's going to be people dying after this game trying to get out of there. Jeez. Talk about having a bad time. My dad went to the game, took a party bus with some guys. He didn't get home into bed until 4.15 in the morning. That's like going to the Carrier Dome. Bus. I was going to say, it sounds like a Saturday night at a Syracuse Hoops. I, I, 
the, the bus was going no faster than 20 miles the entire way home. Literally. He he said they did. They sat in the parking lot for three hours after the game. <laughs> Sounds like did hell he on earth. Work today? Let's hope not. No, he worked today. Jeez. What a trooper. Yeah. yeah your dad's got more more in him than I do. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh God, Syracuse. Did he sleep on the bus? You know, I didn't ask. No, he said it was a bunch of obnoxious guys on there. So there, he said he'd not sleep. Oh, they're just they're just boozing up the whole way home. <laughs> And my dad's like, shit, I got to drive another 40 minutes back to Canandaigua after. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that just does not sound enjoyable at all. No, a nightmare, some would say. Um, yeah, we hope AJ had fun. Bill's possible panic mode, not going to say it yet, but going to just. They've looked ma- really sloppy. They're, they're seven and five is a sloppy seven and five. They've had some pretty unimpressive wins in that seven. And they've had some losses where they look pretty incompetent. I would say there is there is a little bit of a panic factor going on in Buffalo right now. And if there isn't, I think there should be, because they got to figure it out. They look bad. They have. Yeah. You guys are ready to make some picks for this week? Yeah. Yeah, I am. All right. Um, I'm trying to decipher the the iGal. We may have a first time team in the iGal this week. That's well, no. there's two viable options, but we'll wait. We'll see. You know, we'll come back to it as always. Um, I'll I'll start uh, because I always do because I'm the best. Give me under 52 and a half in Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Something's wrong with the Buffalo offense right now. And even throw out this past game with the wind and snow and stuff. Um, but Buffalo's defense is still really good. Uh, so I keep I think they keep. Tom Brady and check to an extent. So give me under 52 and a half in Buffalo and Tampa Bay. You guys Connor, got that pick. You can say it. Connor, you got anything on the tip of your tongue here? You're going to have to give me a, a brief second here. All right, I can do that. Chad, I'm going to, I'm going to take you down to, um, to Washington, I'm going to write a hot hand here. I think that the Redskins, or sorry, the Washington football team gives Dallas some trouble. Um, plus four home dog divisional game, and they've won four straight. I'll take the points and say they, they try to keep that within a field goal. Washington plus four. Okay. And while Connor continues to grind, update on the poll that was released on our Twitter account. Seven votes in. Elf is winning at 57%. Home Alone, 29%. Other, 14%. And the Grinch brings up the rear at 0%. Oh, I John hasn't voted yet. John hasn't voted yet. I'm rushing over. Connor, let's get a play. What are you thinking? First play for me, I will take... The Las Vegas Raiders plus nine and a half. Wow. Okay. I think they always play the Chiefs tough. We talked about the uh, Chiefs are hot right now. Um, but this is a, a late season divisional game. Nine and a half points, a lot of points this late in the season. In the divisional game, Raiders basically have to win to stay in playoff contention. Uh, I'll probably try to buy them to 10, hope they move to 10, but I like them at nine and a half. Chiefs have covered three straight. They probably haven't done that in quite a while. Chad, what are you thinking? Well, 
I'm going to go down to Green Bay. Um, I would like to see a little line movement on this before I lock it in, but it will be one of my locks of the week. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay minus 12 and a half against Chicago. Astronomically large spread, but Aaron Rodgers just beats the piss out of, you know, in-division opponents. Um, and I think, you know, a night game in Green Bay, it's going to be overwhelming for this Bears team. So give me Green Bay minus 12 and a half. Well, I swear to God, outside of Thursday night, Sunday night football, Monday night football, I don't know if I've gotten a single game right in Sunday night and Monday night football. It is. I have. I just can't get a read on it. I will not be touching that at 11 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's not a lock for me. Uh, I have my second one, Connor, if you're not ready. Um, while I was looking at it, I lost it, and I'm back. Cleveland, minus two and a half. Uh, I think that they are going to get the Ravens back. It was a close game in Baltimore. like two. This was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Didn't they just play? Two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago, I think. Really recent. Um, I think that Cleveland gets gets them back at home. Uh, Cleveland's at six and six. You know, the whole crop in the middle of the AFC is going to be playing with an extra little bit of desperation, especially at home here. I think they they get it done. John, I want you to strongly reconsider that play for um, for playoff implications. Um, that bet does not serve us well. Uh, we will want Baltimore to win that game. Um, we will be betting Baltimore. When when we want things to happen that are good for Miami, they don't. So I'm betting <laughs> with my brain. Okay. We're here to win. These are locks of the week, Chad. I like the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half against wow, Washington. Wow, you're fading me. They're they're minus four, so so I have Washington plus four. According to action, they're. Coming. I just said I like them. I didn't say it was a lock. Oh. I just I I meant to say that earlier. I think oh. Washington's too hot right now. Um, okay. Uh, Falcons lines looking me in the eyes. I will not. No, that just doesn't need to happen. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine against Tennessee. I will stick with the similar logic. Late season divisional game. A lot of points. I think the Titans are a little bit overrated. A a lot of it banged up. I'll take the Jags. All right. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm sitting here looking at this, and my God, I'm close to looking at going with Detroit for back-to-back wins. But I just, in my being, down to like my little tertiaries, I can't make that call. I can't do it. So instead... What is a tertiary? Like, think about within cells. Continue. All right. So... I'm going for Cincinnati bounce back this week against San Francisco. They're point and a half favorites. Um, I think they bounce back. I think they're good. All right, you motherfucker. (laughs) You're a little bastard. You don't even know it. So I was between, I was looking at two picks I liked a lot. One of them was Cincinnati. I'm not going to use it. That's not one of my locks. I lean Cincinnati. I love Denver here. Minus eight. The Lions got their win this game and on the road. Thin air, Mile High Stadium. Denver is playing for very, very important playoff implications. Detroit got their one win. They don't fucking care. Denver by 30. I, I mean, blowout. Blowout city. Denver minus eight. It's not going to be close. 
I think that's great logic. I also need the Lions to lose one more game, and then that win total goes under automatically, so that'd be very nice. Denver just lost. They struggled mightily. I think they left a lot of points on the table here on the road this week. This I think it was Sunday night against Kansas City. Javante Williams looked like a stud the, with uh, Melvin Gordon out. I think that they're just they're gonna. Uh, Lions got their uh, they got their win. This is not a good matchup for them going out to Denver the next week. You know, I just don't think it is, especially if it's Jared Goff cannot play in the cold. Uh, that is like very well well known. Um, California boy playing in a dome in Detroit. He's not going to play well if there is inclement weather. And I haven't looked at the weather, but now that I think about that in mid-December, I love it even more. That was analytical of you. So be really nice here, though. Point, I don't know. I was looking at the Houston Texans plus seven and a half against the Seahawks at home. And I was also looking at the Cincinnati Bengals minus one at home. And the Buffalo Bills plus three and a half on the road against Tampa. I do think the Bills get a win this week, but I will ride with Chad. My third lock of the week, I'll take the Cincinnati Bengals minus one or one and a half. Folks, lock that one in. Yeah, the I think the Bills win it, but there's also there's a, a very good possibility they get run out of the uh, off the field pretty early there. See yeah. how bad they So want. listen to this. This is crazy. Um, in Denver, it's supposed to snow for the first time of the year Friday, which is like six weeks late, I think, on average. Whole different bag of worms, guys. I'm worried about the climate more and more every day, more and more every day. The, like, that's crazy. Six weeks late. And then it looks like on Sunday, it's supposed to be 59 and sunny and as a high, 28 as low, but it says no snow record. Has it never not snowed in Denver on de- on December twelfth? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy, but I'm also extremely worried about the climate. Why is it so warm? It's out. been seventy in Charlotte lately. Still, the only place I want the climate to impact right now is Syracuse, New York. Everywhere else, keep it the same. Speaking of which, they did just tip off. We got three three game early on here. 6-3, Villanova. Um, I got, I got, what are, I'm, do we, so Seattle would be a first time I gower along with New Orleans would be a first time I gower. So what direction do we want to go? That's Seattle, Houston gotta, being ripe. I, I think it's got to be New Orleans. I mean, what is it, Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill versus Zach Wilson or Russell Wilson versus Tyrod Taylor, essentially? No, Davis Mills is starting this week, isn't he? I saw Tyrod's probably not going to play. Yeah. So do not touch the Texans. I actually thought Tyrod was going to play. Do not bet on Davis Mills. He sucks. Uh, no college football. We could do a double eye gal. Uh, uh, time ever double eye gal. These games are simply these games are simply too bad to do that. <laughs> like, I don't need both those on my ledger. I don't need. I don't need both of them on. I think it's Seattle, Houston. I mean, there's six combined wins. It's the worst. Like these are bad teams. I'm taking Seattle minus seven and a half. Wow. Give me the over forty one and a half. God damn it. I, I got nothing else on that that game at all. Nothing to report. 
for either team. Chad? All right. Give me to do something stupid. Um, give me Seattle team total over 23 and a half. Okay. I don't hate it. Chad's the only one that's bet a team total this entire year, and he's done it like six times. And I'll, I don't think you've hit one of them, I'll be honest. <laughs> You might have hit the South Carolina one. No, he didn't. He didn't. He no, didn't. it was the game before that. Because I took once again because we hung we hung thirteen on Georgia. I think, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we were at seven. That was our total seven and a half? I think yeah. Idiot. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. Then we'll come back after a quick word from Andrew. Welcome back. Thank you, AJ. And folks, with the you know constant stream of college basketball picks this year, it has ended. Um, I was the the season long picks champion. Send your Venmos into Chad Dash Messier. Um, finishing second was Connor Powers, and bringing up the rear as always, John Clemens. It's sad, but it is muff. Friggin college basketball season. So as you folks know, we have to we're gonna have to juice this up a little bit because these lines for these big Saturday games not gonna be available when we record. Um, so we'll we'll mix in you know some of our favorite. Uh, we'll just put it at money line plays you know throughout the end end of the week and then into the weekend. Um, Chad. But yes. Yep. Actually no no no. What what do you have next? Uh, next, I was going to say, I know where John is going with this, and I'm, I'll tell you, just be patient. Um, really wants me to start with it. Let's start with it. Why not? Then we'll get into a recap. Guess the spread is back. All the way back. Oh. Will Connor get on the board in some facet? Remains to be seen. Um, John almost blew a fat lead last time we did this. That's all I remember. But he didn't. But he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> We're going to start out up in good old Ohio tomorrow night at 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. Maybe Gus Johnson on the call. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. What the fuck is Fox Sports doing with their, their fucking scoreboard this year? I love it. It's like half the screen. It's not. You guys are like... Maybe you guys have like a, it's, it's a TV issue. Maybe I should look at your settings. Maybe. But I like if you're done problem. interrupting me. Xavier, 7-1. and one. They're at home against Ball State, who is 3-4. and four. Um, Our defending champion, John, with a little smirk on his face, he's going to start. I just I, – I, I think I've won the last two years, two years running. Yes, you have. Xavier minus 19. And folks, Connor doesn't need to guess because <laughs> it's minus 19. Yeah, I, I think John selected the slate already. The way no, he on that, have he you looked at the slate, shit. you will ask? I have not looked at the slate. <laughs> oh, my God. I've just watched so much college basketball. And I look at I look at the slate every day, but not for the next day. That's so overwhelming. It's too many games. On to Connor to serve. Wisconsin, a little Big Ten battle. 
Wisconsin ranked 23rd. They're seven and one. They're at home against Indiana, who is also seven and one. What is the spread? What was the first team? Wisconsin. Uh, I'll go Indiana minus one. Who's at home? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You win. Okay. I'll go Wisconsin minus one. Wisconsin minus three and a half. Damn. You had Indiana favorite on the road? I hate Wisconsin. I think they're trash. <laughs> so Connor bring bias into it. That was easy. I mean, I could, yeah. Um. All right. John up 2-0. John DeServe. That'll be a good game. West Virginia, they're 7-1. and one. They're at home against UConn, who is ranked 17th in the country, and they're 8-1. and one. That's a good game. There's a couple good games tomorrow. Um, I'll go West Virginia in a – well, I guess a pick is a pick em. I'll go pick them. PK. Connor's West up. Virginia or UConn's at home? West Virginia is at home. I'll go West Virginia minus one. West no. Virginia minus one and a half. Connor stays alive. Oh, profanity to John. Um, That'll be a good game. All right. Eastern Michigan is at home. They are three and five against Niagara, who is also three and five. This is a good game, too. Uh, fuck, we'll go Eastern Michigan minus. Th- Wait, am I up? No, Connor is up. <laughs> oh, no. Pick, should you pick a different game? Yeah, I heard. I Yeah, I can just base it off of his now. Okay. That's on me. A hand up, an infraction, first of the year. We are going to go the Western Carolina Catamounts. They're at home, okay? They are five and four. They are playing the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles, who are two and six. Wow. What's the record of the, the, the Catamounts? The Catamounts are five and four. The Golden Eagles are two and six. The Catamounts are at home. It'd be the gold. I, there's a reason you chose this game. I'm just gonna say Golden Eagles minus two and a half. There's no way. They're like two and eight. <laughs> Western I, Carolina minus five. <laughs> They're probably. I was gonna say minus eleven though, truthfully, but I'll say minus five because I don't need to say that that many Western points. Western Carolina minus two. Oh. We. Wait. wait what'd wait. you say? <laughs> the John did. Okay, all right. Wow, good thing I didn't say minus 11. Wow. Wait, you said they're wait, five wait, and four. Wait, okay, wait, I did I, win that. Didn't I say the Golden Eagles were plus two? Or I say minus two. I'm thought, all confused I, now. I thought you said Golden Eagles minus two. There's got to be a reason you picked this one. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, yeah that is John, exactly. John got it by a point. That's fair. Okay. And John wins week one. What's new? How you doing? Good to be back. Um, standings wise, you know, this is not updated. What what do we got? What are we working with? Is Purdue number one now? Yeah, it is updated. Purdue's number one. Baylor yeah. two, Duke three, UCLA four, Gonzaga five. 
Yep, Gonzaga lost to Alabama uh, Saturday night. In the in the midst of championship week, they lost to hey, Bama. Good win for Ohio State too. Beat Duke. Yep. I. Uh, what was that? What was the stat? It was like every time Ohio State loses to Michigan, they then beat so it was, and then they go to the Final Four. On in 2011, that was the last time Michigan beat Ohio State in football. The game was also in Ann Arbor, and I believe it was on the 26th. This year it was on the 25th, and then 10 years to the day, almost you know, Michigan won again in Ann Arbor, and then three days later, each of the years, uh. Ohio State beat Duke at home in basketball. And then I think, what was it? Was it Duke or Ohio State, Connor, you said, went to the Final Four that year? 2011? Can't remember. But, yeah, kind of crazy. It's Ohio State went to the Final Four. Yeah, kind of crazy. So, Chad, be on the lookout. Buckeyes could go on a run. They're not quite the Syracuse Orange, but, you know, we'll take what we can get. Um. Big takeaways, anything from either of you uh, so far on the year? Pretty open. Gonzaga is not the team maybe some thought were that two early season losses. Now they've played an unbelievable schedule. Uh, they've played, like I think, four or five top ten matchups already. Um, they'll be fine. That's only going to be good. They're, you know, a younger bunch. Uh, they'll, they'll be younger than last year, I think. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. But they'll be fine because they're battle-tested. Uh Seems pretty open. Purdue's really good. Baylor's really good. Two obvious statements. They're one and two. Um, but there are, I feel like, less undefeated teams this early in the season right now. A lot of parity. Yeah. Good word. Well done. How about um, Florida losing to, uh, was that Tennessee? Texas Southern. Texas, Texas Southern, Florida. I believe. They were 0-7 coming into the game. They beat Florida on the road in Florida. Really bad loss. Um, UVA lost to James Madison tonight. There have been some pretty shocking losses for big programs. I think the biggest, maybe most impressive start so far, Iowa State ranked 17th, 8-0. They were 2-22 last year, Iowa State. They're 8-0. I I saw they had the biggest jump in In Kempom. Yes. Um, Boston College, low-key, fifth biggest jump in Ken Palm. They're playing well under Errol Grant. Got a big win over Notre Dame. All right. If we're not going to do much, but it's nice to see the guys competing under under new coach, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's been, it's been a very exciting season so far in college hoops. I think it'll continue. The, <laughs> the return of the fans and the energy in the crowd has been awesome. I think, honestly, it's been so awesome. You forget that we didn't have that in some spots last year. It's good to be back. Do you remember when there were no fans? I Nightmares. It was hell on earth. Hey. It's so good to be out of that. Hopefully that never happens again. Knock on wood again. Um, Anything else before we wrap up for the week? Yeah. My last call here, uh, we're going to go to Raleigh, North Carolina, where – me, Addy, and, and Nate made a trip out there for the Sabres-Canes game. The Sabres, who elected to not play a goalie, lost 6-2. to um, Just really bad. Just really bad goalie situation. I mean, Chad, we started Malcolm Subban, who I think had been on the team for less hours than we had been in Raleigh uh, by the time puck dropped. It was astonishing how bad he looked. And then I think he got hurt. And our backup, 
who's actually like the fourth string because their top two are hurt, is 0-5. Yeah, that Dell guy is the worst I've ever seen. Horrid. How is he still up? Um, so we suck mightily again. But that was expected, you know. It is what it is. Yep. Um, I got nothing for a last call. You know, getting closer to the holidays. It's a smile on my face. Connor, you got anything for us? Nothing at all, dude. Just looking forward to the holidays. That's about it, man. All right. With that, we sail off. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.